Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello there. And welcome to All Things Therapy. I hope that wherever you're listening from, you're doing well. And I invite you to tune in today. I have a really unique guest who's just a powerhouse. In a few minutes, we're going to be with Vasavi Kumar. I was on her podcast called Being Human with Vasavi. And we really had a connection and I invited her to come on the show today and talk about her work as a business coach, entrepreneur, and a retired licensed therapist. So I will be bringing her on in just a few moments. I wanted to let you know who I am. If this is your first time listening, I'm Lisa Tahir, a licensed clinical social worker. I'm passionate about helping you heal your areas of vulnerability, your areas of wounding, and where you felt disempowered in your life, and maybe have even concealed those places within yourself or hidden them from others. My book, The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness, is available everywhere that books are sold. It is endorsed by His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama, which is such an honor for me as a follower of his teachings and his work. So you can find links to buy my book besides Amazon, Walmart.com, Books A Million, places like that that you already know through my website, which is nolatherapy.com. It stands for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy, where I live and work in both cities, N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com. And I am taking new clients. Please reach out to me, Lisa at nolatherapy.com. If you want to schedule a session virtually, you can also find links to schedule from the comfort of your own home at nolatherapy.com. 
I want to do my ad sponsors in the very beginning so that I have the full time with our guest, Vasavi. So BetterHelp.com has been a long-standing supporter of my podcast, and they are a worldwide HIPAA-compliant virtual therapy platform that's really affordable. I have been a practitioner on their platform in the past, and as my listener, they offer you 10% off to try them out for your first month by going to BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash A-T-T. It stands for All Things Therapy and check them out. They have therapists able to deal with all kinds of issues, whatever it is you are dealing with. And they're just a great sponsor and I thank them. Amazon Music is a sponsor of my podcast and they will give you three free months of music downloads to try them out. Go to getamazonmusic.com forward slash ATT to try them out. And lastly, hold on, my kitty cat is tearing up these papers. Jiggy, what are you doing? Oh my gosh, our pets are sources of pleasure and sometime aggravation. Um, Anyway, I have a crowdfunding campaign through Patreon.com. Other podcasters and creatives also have platforms there. If you want to support our work, check out what we have. I have things to give you in exchange, like a free audiobook download, discounted sessions, questions you want me to answer on the podcast. Simply go to Patreon.com forward slash All Things Therapy. Okay. So my guest today, Vasavi Kumar, she is a retired licensed therapist. She's currently a business host, a speaker, and host of Being Human with Vasavi. She works with clients to understand at the deepest level how we are not defined by our past. And so often we really create these meanings about ourselves that then dictate the conditions that we're living based on perceived mistakes or shortcomings from our past. And Vasavi has so many offerings. She offers you the structure, support, and strategies for you to become more confident and visible so that you are perceived in the ways that you desire to be seen on social media and in your business. The offerings that she offers you include one-on-one sessions, online courses, and a really cool monthly membership to her online community, Real Rich. And in this community, you're going to be developing business savvy strategies and mindsets. Her work has been featured on NBC, Mind Body Green, on VH1, on Fox, and the Wall Street Journal. So we're going to find out all about this. Welcome, Vasavi. Thank you so much, Lisa, for having me here. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you today? Well, other than the fact that it's uh, raining uh, terribly outside and I'm doing this interview from my car with you, I'm doing great. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, I think it's cool because it speaks to just making things work when when you want them to. So I I appreciate your time and what you're doing today. Where do you want to start in your work and how you've gotten here? I think I'd like to start with why it's so important for us to be seen. Um, but I think I want to start off with just allowing your audience to get to know me a little bit and why I'm so passionate about this. And I think, it, yeah. you know, the best place to start is really, you know, my childhood growing up on Long Island, New York, which was a predominantly all white town. 
my, I'm a first generation Indian immigrant. My parents came from India in the seventies and, um, I never, I never felt like I belonged anywhere. And so in the process of trying to really fit in, right, I wanted to fit in with the kids at school and I never quite succeeded. And I also didn't want my parents to think that I was becoming too Americanized, Mm. uh, for, yeah, it was it was a constant struggle between I can't be too white, but I can't be too brown either. And in the process of doing that, like, so first of all, I learned how to anticipate people's needs from a very young age. Mm-hmm. You know, that that happens from a very young age. When you don't feel like you belong, you learn your survival strategy is to figure out then, well, who the hell do I need to be for you to love me? Who the hell do I need to be for you to approve of me? And I learned that from a very young age. I learned what I needed to do, what I needed to say, and who I needed to be in order for you to give me your thumbs up, right? But in the process, I didn't know who I was. I was just whoever I thought you needed me to be. And I did this in school. I did this in relationships, for sure, romantic relationships. I did this in friendships. And I even did this in my business when I first started my business 10 years ago. And so because of that even, and I will allow your audience to hear kind of how bad it really got, um, after I got divorced back in my early thirties, I'm now 39. I fell into a pretty toxic codependent relationship with someone right after I got divorced. And, um, I, that was the relationship that showed me how far, far removed from myself I went because I developed a cocaine addiction and I was drinking, you know, six days a week using cocaine six days a week. And I ended up having to go to rehab. I'm now two mm-hmm. years sober, over two years sober by the grace of God. But I think that really when we do not know who we are and we live our lives to please other people, bad things can happen. And for me, you know, it showed up in the form of a cocaine addiction. It did. It showed up because it's like all I wanted was to be loved. And so this is not going to be an interview about relationships and codependency and toxicity. I don't want, I don't want to go down that road. I think the picture that I'm really trying to paint for your audience is that when you do not know yourself, when you do not cultivate a relationship with yourself, you will become who everyone else wants you to be. And oftentimes that can be some pretty dangerous, uh, that can often put you in very dangerous situations, you know, maybe not as bad as mine, but you know, I don't think you need to go to rehab to realize that you've hit your own proverbial rock bottom. You know what I mean? I do, Vasavi. You know, yeah. I appreciate what you're sharing about your personal story. And and I knew we had uh, some experiences in common. I'm first generation Pakistani. And mm-hmm. when I heard you say about not being too, like wanting to fit in, of course, it's so painful to feel like you don't. And yet the expectation of my father, who's Pakistani, my mother's Irish, to perform really at the highest level in school and just the pressure and expectation, but also wanting to fit in. So like you said, like wanting to fit in with all the other Caucasian kids, but also trying to please my father and growing up in a home where there was addiction and abuse. I as well developed a cocaine addiction as a younger person and have had to work through that. I've been clean for five years and it's it's like a different world when I look back to just the level of unhappiness that I allowed myself to fall into because of people pleasing strategies, thinking that's how I'll receive love. And, and I didn't. So I really resonate with you and appreciate what you shared. 
I had no idea. First of all, congratulations on being five years sober. To be honest, I had no idea. I think you might have told me this and I might have forgotten, but like this is in real time, my actual reaction to this. Like, man, it's no wonder why so many people form addictions because it's like, you know, it it is that instant gratification. It is a right for me uh i felt i felt on top of the world when i used cocaine it was my way of just feeling like you know what well screw it everyone else thinks <laughs> you know and 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 honestly lisa i knew that and, and and once again i'm not trying to make this into a conversation about drug usage but i think it really just goes to show we all have our doc we all have our drug of choice right. mine happened to be cocaine for other people it could be people pleasing that could be yeah. your drug but i remember when i knew that it, it, it had gotten bad it was when I didn't even need to go out and party. I can yeah. just have a party all by myself with my gas station cardboard box wine and my eight ball of cocaine and a few Xanaxes and I was good. And that's when I knew I was like, oh shit, I'm, I'm getting messed up by myself. Okay, yeah. like that that for me was my red flag and, and that's when I really knew I needed help. I mean, it took me a while, but here I am. No, I hear you. And, you know, my recovery process, our connection's a little unstable. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you great. Okay, great. You know, my recovery process helped me to develop just such empathy for others that struggle as opposed to being judgmental and critical because I was so judgmental of myself, which I I know that you were too. And so to, to kind of bring us up to the current, all of these offerings, when I went through your website and for listeners to know Vasavi Kumar.com, like you offer these amazing things for social media, like to get 90 posts done in four hours. Can you help us understand like, just how it seems like you threw yourself into like the opposite of self-harm, which is like self-empowerment and then really shining your light. Well, here's what I want your listeners to hear is that before I fell into the throes of addiction, I was running my business and I was sober. So I had been doing this for about five years in my business, helping women with their creation of their messaging, getting clear on, uh, who their audience is, what they want in their business, turning their actual purpose into something that they can monetize in their business. And my personal life is what took a toll on all of that, right? So what I realize now being sober is that like I have always been consistent with what I wanted to help people with, but I had to clean up my own life first. I had to clean up my own life first. So these offerings that I now have are actually so much of an extension of what I'd already been doing, but it's so focused and it's so clear because I'm so focused and I'm so clear. And so yes. let's just talk about the, yes, thank you. So let's just talk about, you know, my latest offering is, you know, my confident content creation VIP day. It's 90 days worth of content in four hours. It's about the content and it's about you connecting with your audience. What are the images that you're putting out there? What are the videos that you're putting out there? What are the, you know, IG lives, the IGTV? That's the end product. But what this is really about is paying respect to your voice. And I know that the women that I work with, very similar to you, therapists, service-based entrepreneurs, they have so much knowledge and so much wisdom inside of them, but they do not know how to really put the structure in place so that they are consistent with their content. And that's where I come in. I come in because 
I know the creative structures that you need in order for you to be consistent with your content so that you can connect with your audience. Because here's the thing, if you've been through some shit in your life and you're out of that, one of the first things that we tell ourselves is, oh my God, I got to help somebody else with this now. Like, that's why I do. Yeah. So it's like that. I mean, at the end of the day, after we've gone through so much in life, it's like, oh my God, I want to pay it forward. How do I be of service to people? And so that's where I come in. It's like, listen, you've gone through all of this stuff. Let's really start to be consistent with your content, whether it's through your blog posts, whether it's through your social media images. It's not about the actual images. It's about taking all your wisdom and making sense out of it and start stepping into the role of teacher in your life because you've been a student for so long and we are lifelong students. I'm still a lifelong student, but you've also gone through some shit, which you can teach people. You know what I mean? You can, you can help another human. Yeah. You can help another human being out and be like, listen, I've been there. I've made these mistakes. Let me help you. And so that's the point of the VIP day where, where we work together. We get crystal clear on your 90 days worth of content. And I'm going to teach you my method because eventually I don't want you to have to hire me again. I want you to be able to do it for yourself. Yeah, that's great. You know, Vasavi, I'm curious, do you notice a pattern in working with women, um, certain patterns or themes that, that, you know, your clients have in common when they come to you to work with you, be it belief system or personal habits? That kind of struck me last night as I was researching your work. The number one fear and the number, yeah. So the number one fear and the belief is, but what will people think? It's always about the what will people think. And the most latest thing that I've been hearing, I just had a community member say this, is that she's outgrown many of her friends and she finds that she's immersed in her business and they're not really interested. And so she's just like, I'm just outgrowing my friends. And I'm like, it's okay. I'm not friends with anyone from high school or college. Like, that's okay. You're allowed to grow. And because we don't want to be alone, we're afraid of being alone. We stunt our own growth. So we can hang Mm. around the same old people that ain't doing shit with their life. And then we end up stunting our own growth. So that is the, that is the most common theme that I'm seeing. That's so interesting. And you know, how did this path reveal itself to you? I also wondered in, in your work in your personal life, how did say goodbye to your credit card rewards, greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This come about with you doing business coaching from being a therapist first and also having a dual master's social work and special education. I think it came about because when I first, so I graduated with my master's in social work and then I went straight into a coaching certification program and that coaching certification program, they really encourage us to start getting clients right away. And marketing just came very easily to me because I saw marketing 
you know, uh, self-promotion, marketing myself as the bridge between me, my mission and how I wanted to serve people. So I just, I've been a natural marketer my whole life. When I am excited about something, I want to share it with other people. And I naturally have a desire to help people. And so I went down this path of therapy because I am very good at helping people uncover the root of their issues and all of that good yeah. stuff. But what I realized as I started to grow and evolve, I realized I was much more interested in helping other people not only uncover the root of their issue, but also how do we take all the shit that you've been through and how do we pay it forward? How do you be yeah. a service with, with all the stuff that you've gone through now? How do we take all the, all the mess and how do we turn that into your message? And that's really the transition for me. That was the transition. And, you know, I would say, Lisa, I will always be a therapist at heart. I always want to know what you're feeling how you're feeling yeah. about things. I always want to know you why do. you are the way you, yeah. Like I can't, I can't, I can't undo that. And I love oh. that part about myself, but as I market through my marketing, I'm really am attracting men and women who want to be of service and use their personal experience to help touch the lives of other people. But they're afraid, yeah. And, yeah, but, but they're afraid because of all the other stuff. So, um, I like to help with both. I want to help with the business strategy and I want to help with the emotional side and the mindset, you know? Yeah. You know, I'm curious too, Vasavi, when you spoke in the very beginning, talking about the childhood that you came from and, and same on my end of things, really learning to detect people's needs as a way to try to get our own needs met, like really, and, and not even knowing, you know, what I wanted or who I was or what even made me happy because I was so tuning in just to kind of survive in, in my family environment. Like, and so how did you shift out of, the people pleasing or the putting others first and really starting to identify what, what brings you pleasure and happiness and joy? That's a great question. And so I attribute, I attribute who I am today to my recovery. Um, I've, I've pretty much since the age of 12, always dabbled in some form of drug or alcohol, right? It was drinking and then it was weed and then it was ecstasy. And it was like, whatever was cool at the time. I do, I do owe a lot of who I am today to my sobriety. And I, I don't believe anything happens by accident. And when I went to rehab the second time, uh, 2019, I literally, Lisa, I had nothing. Like I didn't have my business anymore. My parents were taking care of me financially. I was single. All the things that made me me and made me feel like I was worth something the love, the relationship. I always had a man. I always had at least, you know, five, six figures in my bank account. I didn't have anything. I didn't wow. have anything. And I truly believe for my journey, God just took everything away from me because he was like, you know what? I'm going to strip you of everything so you can really start to see who you are and deal with the stuff on the inside. You use all of this external stuff to build you up, right? So I was using all the, those external things to build me up on the inside. But now that I no longer had, those nice things on the outside and all the accolade and the praise and the clients, yes. I had no choice but to be with myself. And let me tell you something. I didn't like being with myself. I hated myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm an expert at self-loathing. I I'm an expert at not respecting myself. I'm an expert at um, being mean to myself. And so when I got sober, I had to address that without yeah. numbing through cocaine, numbing through alcohol, without having a man, to soothe me, I had to learn how to soothe myself. And when you spend enough time being with the meanest and ugliest side of you, the shadow side of you, and you don't use and you don't run and you don't hide, 
you become unfuckwithable. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse yes. on here. Sorry. Of course yeah. you can. Fuck yeah. So, yeah, fuck yeah. So I became unfuckwithable because it's like I sat through the worst versions of myself and let it flow through me and I had nothing and no one to soothe me. So I came out on the other side like, you know what? You can't fuck with me and I don't care what you think of me because I have seen the worst of me and I can accept me. So you cannot say anything to me that I have not said to myself and I don't need you to make me feel better because I've learned to make myself feel better even when I felt this big. And it's, Amen. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, That, 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 That is, and by the way, I, I want your listeners to know this. I'm extremely confident, but of course I have insecurities. Are you kidding me? Like yesterday, like I'm going through my launch right now, my VIP day launch. It's the first okay. time I'm offering the service. I was so insecure yesterday. I had such a moment of insecurity. I was like, I'm promoting too much. People are going to think I'm so salesy. Oh my God. What if no one applies for my VIP day? Maybe it's too much money. And then I was like, you know what, Masavi? You gotta remember who the fuck you are, man. Like yes. you, you like I have to just remind myself. Like I am, uh, I have a servant-based heart. I want to help people, and this is how I want to help them. I just had to like remind myself that I am magical, and I that and and I know so many of my clients go through the same thing. They have so much that they want to share, but they're like, "Oh, I'm being too much. I'm being too salesy." I'm, I'm like, "Oh my god, stop all that noise." So. I just wanted your listeners to know, like, yes, I am confident and I'm also human and I have insecurity. I just know the difference between what's real and what's not. You know what I mean? About myself, like yeah. what I tell myself. Yeah. And you, you talked yourself through it as well yesterday, looking at yeah. everything, feeling everything and coming to the conclusion, I am going to do this. Yes. And the people came are coming. Yes, they're coming. <laughs> Yeah. You know, in, in hearing what you're sharing. So for me, like the, the five years being cocaine free, it feels like that's felt easy. The one area, kind of the one thing in my life, I've always enjoyed alcohol. And mm-hmm. like 38 days ago, I felt really ready. I just have, I've heard the universe encourage me. Um, what if you stop drinking? And it always was something that I was like, oh, no, universe, like, come on now. Like, do I have to? (laughs) And of course, I heard, no, you don't have to. But what if, like, what if you try Mm -hmm. just, you know, and I felt ready like 38, 30, 39 days ago. And and I've stopped drinking alcohol. And I feel like when you talk about the unfuckwithable, you know, it's giving me this sense of like I face kind of one of the things I thought that like. I, I wouldn't need to do or wouldn't want to do. And like, I chose it. There was no problem. There was no issue. There are no consequences, but I chose, it's kind of like the one thing I hadn't tried for an extended period of time. And I just feel super proud, super clear. And like you said, like to really deal with things, with anxiety, with insecurity, with conversations, with socializing and not leaning upon anything to soothe or numb and just really go through it has been remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I have a good friend who says this and she's in the sober curious world. She's a coach and she says, you don't need to have a problem with alcohol for it to be a problem in your life. Mm. Once again, here's the thing. I love what you said. Maybe you didn't have a problem with alcohol, but it was the one thing in your life that you maybe thought like, oh, I could never let this go. Like, just try, right? Like, just try it. What's the thing? You know, for me, it was smoking. After I, um, after I stopped using cocaine and I stopped drinking, I was still a smoker. I started smoking at the age of 12. It took me a very long time to stop smoking. I stopped smoking three months ago. It's only been okay. three months. Congratulations. I, 
dude, it's been the hardest thing ever. I got on the patch and that was yeah. another, that was another thing that I had to let go of. Like, I'm not weak for being on the patch. Like, so I got on the patch. I really, and I started to feel really good. I started to play tennis. I started to dance. I started to work out and I just feel good. And it's like, oh, you know, when I just surrendered and got the help that I needed. So I just, I just got on a nicotine replacement therapy, even though I had all yeah. these thoughts about it. I was like, screw it. I want to stop smoking. Right. So that's it. I just did what I had to do. And I always told myself that I couldn't. So smoke free now. It's been almost three months. That's awesome. And I love like you've been an experiment in your own life and likewise, like trying this, seeing where it leads us and then offering that to others. And I've also borrowed from others like mentors and, you know, reading other people's stories and journeys and kind of like if they can do it, I can too. And I think that like bridging, you know, with someone is so helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a firm believer in community. I think yeah. that we, you know, this concept of self-help is very outdated. I do. I would not be where I am today without the support of colleagues, friends, therapists, you know, mental health professionals, yeah. um, you know, medication at times. I'm medication yeah, free now, but yeah. yeah. So it's like we, you know, we call it self-help, but it's like, yes, you need to help yourself, but you also don't have to do it alone. You Absolutely. don't have to do it alone. In fact, no. I recommend that you don't because oftentimes we don't have the best company, right? right. We don't have the, we don't, so if you're going to be working on this journey within, try to partner up and try to surround yourself with other people who are also looking within yes. because then you're, you know, you're on that same vibrational level as them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about your VIP day. What I'd love our listeners to know what you're offering and how they can connect with it. Yeah, absolutely. So. For your listeners who are in business, if they are service-based entrepreneurs, if you're using Instagram, Facebook to promote your business um, through your content, right? Your content is the bridge between you and your audience. Then when you do a four-hour VIP day with me, you can apply. Just go to vasavikumar.com forward slash VIP and um, fill out the application. But you and I will get together virtually or in person if you're in Austin. We will sit down, we will map out your 12 monthly themes, but we will, you will walk away with my spreadsheet that I use for myself. It's exactly what I do for myself. And you will have 90 days worth of content. So I post at least twice a day. I create all of my content, Lisa. But let's just say as a business owner, you're like, you know what? I'm okay with three times, uh, three times a week I want to post. So you will walk away with 90 days of content for three times a week. So that is 36 pieces of content. And then you head on over to your Canva or your graphic design tool. And then you go ahead and design that and schedule it. And I teach you everything. Like I want to empower you for you to then after our VIP day, you can continue on. Like you can do the next three months. You can do the next. But ultimately, here's the thing. We spend so much time on social media. I spend very little time on social media, actually, because all my content is taken care of. I don't wake up and say, what am I going to post today? All my shit's already scheduled. So I can go live my damn life. So. For me, it's really important for creatives, especially if you're a creative soul like I am, and I think we all are, Yes, we need to have structure for our creativity because if we don't have structure for our creativity, we end up feeling scattered, discombobulated, and then our self-esteem goes down because we think, oh my God, I have so much to say. I don't know when to say it. I don't know how to say it. It's like, no, dude, you're great. You just need a little structure and you need a plan. That's it. So that's where I come in. That's awesome. You know, 
Vasudeva also was curious about something that like for you on your horizon, something you haven't done that you're excited to do or curious to do, or even that you might have some anxiety slash fear, but also excitement around. Oh my God. That's such a good question. And I'll tell you, if you want me to be completely honest, I'll tell Jeez. you the first, the first thought it's dating. Okay. I, yeah. I yeah. am. I think I, I, I got really fucked up from all my relationships, like divorce and then relationship after that. And then I was engaged and I'm, I'm not open or ready. I get, I I'm anxious right now, even talking about this, like thinking about allowing another person into my life again, even in a dating capacity, I've never dated. I've jumped straight into relationships. My ex-husband and I dated for sure. We dated for six years before we got married. Um, and that was the last time I ever dated, but I've moved very, I have learned a lot. Like I'm a much slower person now and I know all the red flags to look, look out for, but that is something, I don't know if you expected that answer, but that's definitely something that I'm like, Oh, no, I, I wasn't sure ready at all, but I I'm felt ready like to that. ask you. That's a great question. I'm, I, I don't know if I'm ready for dating. I don't want to do it. I don't want to. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, of course. Oh my God. Look at me right now. I <laughs> let me, let me, oh, hold on. Let me, let me reel it back in. Let me, let me tune in for a second. Yeah. Of of course I want love and companionship. I am a Taurus. I literally oh, just yeah. love to love. Yeah. Like I am ruled by Venus, but I, yes. I have had a tendency in the past to just settle for the first person that gives me love. And I have developed such a strong relationship with myself and I'm very protective of myself and my inner mm -hmm. child. So whoever I meet next or allow in next will be, I will, I'm going to be a lot more prudent about it, but I'm just, I'm not ready to just kind of throw myself into just meeting people after per person after person. I'm quite yeah. content with myself, to be honest. And yeah. I think it is my recovery process where I do live one day at a time, even one minute at a time. And I do believe God has a plan. And if I'm meant to be with someone, it will happen. And I don't need to worry so hard about it. Absolutely. Yes. You know, and I'm yeah. sensing, I wonder for you, because I know for myself, kind of my strongest um, muscle that's not physical would be in my work. Like that's been such a go-to mm -hmm. for me where I feel really secure and competent and comfortable and successful. And for me, romantic relationships have been an area in the past where I've deferred my power or somehow showed up as, as like a different version of myself. So I've taken the last few years to really become clear. And the vision board I've created around romantic love isn't pictures of islands or beautiful women. It's, it's qualities that I've stepped into embodying, like being available, being truthful, being um, kind, being, um, oh gosh, compassionate and loving and having fun and finding humor. And it's all these beautiful qualities, like creating meaningful work in the world. I really intend to be with someone that we create together, even if we do different things professionally, that we come mm -hmm. together to podcast or do something, because that just like lights me up more than anything to communicate and share with others and help other people become who they're meant to be. And so for myself too, my next biggest excitement is to get married. I've never been married and I see it. I feel it. Vasavi, a beautiful outdoor wedding, part Pakistani, part whatever. I love this for you, Lisa. Yeah. So I've been like creating like, who do I need to become to attract 
the woman that I see myself with. And as well, like I'm not into online dating and going through sheer numbers of people. It like does not appeal to me. I know the universe is big enough to bring us together. It's happened for so many years before online shit. So I'm excited for you too. So I'm going to intend for, for both of us, just this path is easy and laid out and delightful. Yeah. You know, and I, I appreciate you saying that because when I look back on the most difficult periods of my life and I, I'm like, am I ever going to get out of this? Is this ever going to, I've always gotten through. So I just got to always deepen my faith when it comes to my business. I'm, I have so much faith and belief because it, I'm running the show, but I'm also co-creating with God. But when yes. it comes to love and it comes to a, me and another human being, I got to remind myself to surrender to God's will and not mine. You know, so I, it's a, it's just a, you know, I can practice it in one area very well. And I got to practice it at this area too. That's all. You've got this. I feel it. You've got it. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So what would you like to leave our listeners with? I would love to leave your listeners with this, that you were born, not really uh, you were born with zero concern about what other people thought of you. And so, you know, if you find yourself in a situation now where you are constantly abandoning and betraying yourself, and maybe you don't know, like, oh, am I abandoning and betraying myself? Just really start to pay attention to how you feel when you're alone. Um, because I think when you start to really pay attention to how you feel when you're alone, that's a great indicator of how your soul's doing, you know, and really start to give yourself the love, the attention, the presence, the energy that you give everyone else and that you expect from everyone else. Because honestly, and I'm not just saying this because maybe I'm a little jaded and cynical from all my previous relationships. There is, there is no comparison to the kind of love that you can give yourself, period. I don't care how beautiful of a relationship you have. And I want everyone to have beautiful, magical love. And so do I, but nothing compares to what I can give myself. And that kind of feeling is what's going to attract. And, and you giving yourself what you want from everybody else and you knowing that no matter what happens, that you've got you and you've got your back, yes. that, that's how you become unfuckwithable. And that's when you'll start to attract the people in your life that truly do respect you and want to be with you and cherish you. But you, you got to give it to yourself 100%. And consistently too. Consistently too, just like your content. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's goes, good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Oh, Vasavi, thank you. I adore you. And I'm so glad we are connected. Oh my God. Thank you. This was, this was great. And thank you for being accommodating to my, you know, uh, rain car situation here. I appreciate your message and just your presence is most important. So anyway, it had to happen. I was committed to that. Thank you so much, Lisa. It was great being here. You're welcome. Have a great rest of your afternoon. Thanks. You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That concludes our time with Vasavi Kumar. Find her at vasavikumar.com, V-A-S-A-V-I-K-U-M-A-R.com. And we have a little bit of extra time. I just wanted to share with you, just on the personal front, um, I've been going through a lot of soul searching. That's kind of a normal process for me, just longstanding for a number of years. But certainly in this last 38 days of my journey into living soberly and the acute awarenesses and intuitions and just my whole reasoning even behind this process is that I don't want to miss anything the universe is sending me. I just want to be such a clear channel. There's some 
some things I'm, I'm in the process of manifesting and just my desire to manifest them is, is greater than anything else. And, uh, just wanting to be that clear channel. So I'm sharing this with you because possibly someone listening, someone watching, you're at a similar crossroads. Maybe there's something you've envisioned, imagining, having, becoming, uh, experiencing or achieving. And I would ask you to consider who do you need to be? Again, knowing the universe is loving, is not going to withhold from you. You don't have to jump through hoops to get what you want or prove yourself. It's not, I'm not coming from that perspective, but more of the perspective of when you're deeply loving yourself, when you're just imagine who you want to be, you know, what steps might you take? How might you venture out in a new and different way? And that's kind of what led me to just not drink alcohol for a while. I don't know if it's forever. You know, I see myself definitely enjoying some some good wine with friends and my loved one in the future. Just for right now, it's like I wanted to give myself a, a chunk of time and complete clarity through this process. So I invite you to consider what you might want to try experimenting with yourself in your own life and do it. And send me an email and tell me what it is, lisa at nolatherapy.com or write me on socials, Instagram at nolatherapy and on Facebook at nolatherapy. I'd really love to know if there's something coming up for you that you want to try out, step into and fucking do it and let me know about it. All my love and I'll be with you next week. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir only on LA Talk Radio. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 